Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from Bleacher Report covers the NBA them as well as the Hardwood Knox podcast is Dan Favali. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Favali. Dan, how's it going today, man? I am doing well. How are you doing? Good. Excited to talk a little bit about uh, the NBA and all the craziness going on this offseason. So let's start with the summer league and different things going on there, what have you thought about the Bucks summer league team with different guys like Mamu and uh, Wigington and seeing what Bochamp has looked like? Yeah, look, uh, Marjan Bochamp was someone I zeroed in on before the draft that I was just super intrigued by. Um, looking at the his level of just defensive malleability and then some things he can do in open space going downhill to the basket, uh, the question was, could he hit his jump shot consistently enough? And from what I've seen in summer league, he looks really comfortable getting to the corners, even moving a little bit to get where he needs to be and then hitting those shots. If he can do that during the regular season, I know we tend to romanticize or maybe read too much into what's happening during summer league, especially for contending teams. But depending on how healthy Chris Middleton is or isn't to start the year, like I just wonder if this is someone who could maybe crack semi-regular minutes to, to start the season for the Bucks because he has really impressed me from what I've seen. Yeah, it's been exciting to see Bochamp, as well as some of the other guys are doing well. I saw that Keith Smith was talking a little bit about uh, Wigington and Sandro Mamukelishvili. Are, are those guys that you think could stick around with the Bucks, or maybe if the Bucks don't un- ultimately add them to the roster, that they could maybe get a role with another basketball team? Um, from what I've seen, probably. I can't imagine looking at the, the roster space with Milwaukee right now that they're going to carry either one of those guys beyond their, their two-way contracts. I think this is something that maybe during the middle of the season, depending on how injuries have gone or if they've been able to do really well with the big club, could you see one of them um, sort of getting that uh, traditional NBA contract? We saw it, I think, not a rookie, but looking at what the Heat did with Caleb Martin, uh, where he becomes too indispensable to what you're doing, that you um, convert him to that contract. So that's certainly a possibility. I would be a little bit surprised if it happens before the start of the regular season, though. Talking with Dan Favali from Bleacher Report, covers the NBA for them. Let's dive into some of the things that happened yesterday with DeAndre Ayton. Now looks like the he's just going to end up going back to the Phoenix Suns. Does that take them out of the mark, market for a guy like Kevin Durant? I don't think it does, just because Ayton's appeal was always, can you send him to a third team who is then sending assets to the Nets? And that gets a little bit tricky in the first place without that scenario on the table, at least until January 15th. And even then, Aiden has veto power on any trade for a full year. 
Um, your top dollar offer right now, I'm not saying you put this all on the table, but it's Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first and three swaps. When you look at the other teams that have been involved, Miami and even Toronto specifically, who's not willing to include Scotty Barnes at this moment, uh, you could still make a case that the Suns, relative to the field, will have the best offer available for Kevin Durant, whatever permutation that takes. This right now seems more like a question of, are the Nets willing to accept what's on the table? Or is Kevin Durant, seeing that the Nets might be content to bring him into training camp, or is he willing to open up his list of teams? That he only has the Suns in the heat right now. And so that creates a very finite market. And I think we're, I think, excuse me, we're seeing that effect in play, just given how underwhelming the offers have generally been, at least reported for other teams that are not Miami or Phoenix. If you had to choose to put your money on someone right now for where Kevin Durant plays game one next year, is it with the Nets? I would still place my money on the Suns, I okay. think. This just typically the best players in the NBA, if they want out and they want to go somewhere specific, uh, they get there. I mean, we've just seen it time and again. And so that's my, my gut feeling. I do think the Sean Marks extension in Brooklyn maybe emboldens him to let this get awkward and bring Kevin Durant into training camp, and this probably isn't a Houston situation where we saw with James Harden, and he comes into training camp out of shape and is pouting um, in the middle of the games, and we even saw that a little bit with the Nets. Uh, So I do think it's on the table for him to go back to Brooklyn, but just based how this has all unfolded, my prediction would still be that Kevin Durant ends up on the Phoenix Suns before next year. And how about Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant's running mate in Brooklyn for the last couple seasons? Is he just going to end up with the Lakers, or where do you see him going? Yeah, I think if Kevin Durant uh, winds up staying in Brooklyn or at least goes in the training camp, they probably feel more comfortable having Kyrie there too. Uh, but if you're going to move Kevin Durant, my guess is that Kyrie just ends up with the Lakers. I don't know if it's the Nets that end up taking on Westbrook or if it's a third and fourth and fifth team that gets involved. But uh, the Kyrie to the Lakers noise feels real unless the Lakers decide to pivot in a different direction uh, before the Nets are ready to move him. But that would be, you know, if I had to predict right now, I would think that Kyrie Irving ends up on the Lakers in, in no small part because I don't think there's another team in the NBA that's going to give up real value for him, where I could still see the Lakers trading um, the two maximum first-round picks that they're allowed to move. Talking with Dan Favali covers the NBA for Bleacher Report here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Donovan Mitchell is another intriguing trade target for a lot of teams. If you're Utah, what are you doing with Donovan Mitchell? Are you trying to keep him and then retool around him with some of the assets you got in that Rudy Gobert trade with some of those picks and things? Or are you going to trade him as well? Yeah, I'm absolutely moving him at this point. Uh, you already moved, who is, who's probably your best player, even though Donovan Mitchell is more valuable long-term and when you're looking at how playoff basketball unfolds. But there's been rumblings for years at this point that Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to be there. He will still have two years left on his deal if you keep him through next season. But right now you're talking about someone with three years left on that rookie extension. Those types of players really rarely get moved this early. And looking at the trade market right now where teams have just been throwing around not just a mass amount of first-round picks, but a mass amount of distant first-round picks. Uh, I'm capitalizing on that market now. Since you're, even if you're keeping Donovan Mitchell, you're not, you know, they can call it a retool, but you're at least going through a one, if not two-year transition period. So I would look to move him and just get the most value possible, prioritizing um, unprotected first-round picks, especially ones that go out longer into the distance. Looking at what's happened so far this offseason, which team do you think has improved the most so far? Ooh, that's a great question. I think, look, everyone believes that Minnesota kind of overpaid for Rudy Gobert. 
Uh, that team is going to be scary in the regular season. I like the Austin River signing as well, but having Cat and Gobert, D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, and Jaden McDaniels as a as a lineup, that's going to be absolutely terrifying. I think we also need to look at the Celtics as well, just sort of adding Malcolm Brogdon to their core. That's all of a sudden a rotation that just goes eight really good NBA players deep at this point. And I just wouldn't sleep on, you know, there's the Clippers because they get healthier. Um, and then there's the Nuggets, who, yes, they're going to be healthier. But to get KCP and Bruce Brown in the same offseason, uh, those are two guys that give you a lot of defensive versatility, but both of whom can defend a point of attack. And there's a trickle-down effect there. It's going to make Aaron Gordon's life a lot easier on defense, too. So the Nuggets are not just by virtue of getting healthier, but the additions they made. I think that they're going to catch some people off guard next season in the Western Conference. Yeah, and then on the flip side of that, is there a team that really took a step back this offseason that maybe has contended over the last couple of years that you just see not being a part of it anymore? Uh, well, certainly Utah looks like it's going to blow it up is the, the obvious answer there. Um, I, I guess the other team in this instance that we might need to consider, and they haven't done anything like drastic, it's just something there feels off. Chicago confuses me. You're bringing back Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan's coming off an all-NBA season. Maybe Vooch is better. Uh, the Lonzo Ball health updates have been unsettling at best. You still don't really know what Patrick Williams is. Don't have a ton of assets to trade. You have some pretty big gaping holes on the wings still. And if Vooch is as bad as he was last year, you do have Andre Drummond to back him up. But that's just not a team that has like a really um, dependable defensive anchor in the middle right now. And that's a team where, again, they didn't make a lot of changes, but I could see them taking a, a significant step back next year. And then looking at the Eastern Conference, where do you have the Bucks? Are they still just going to go right back to one of the top teams in there, assuming that Chris Middleton comes back healthy like we all expect him to? Is it just going to be Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, and Heat again? I would say yes. I think, you know, I don't want to say Milwaukee's necessarily been glossed over, but people are drawn to, like, change. And Milwaukee just hasn't undergone a ton of change. This is still a team. We could be talking about them as repeat champions right now if Chris Middleton never gets injured. I view the East at the moment as Boston, Milwaukee, and then everyone else. They still have those two teams in a tier of their own. Miami, if they get Durant or Donovan Mitchell, has the potential to climb up. I think Philly has that potential as well, but I just need to see what James Harden looks like going into two next season. So the Bucs, as long as you can say that Chris Middleton is, you know, forget the regular season uh, for this team right now, but if he's healthy for the playoffs and so is Giannis and Drew and you have Connaughton there still and Brooke Lopez is healthy, um, they still have a case of the best team and the favorite to come out of the East. So I do believe that they're in a tier by themselves along with Boston still. And one of their additions that I think was intriguing for people this offseason, Joe Ingles. How do you see him fitting in, and does he help them? Because last year in that Celtics series, the half-court offense when Chris Middleton was out was just atrocious. Is he someone that can help with that, and what kind of role do you see him playing for this team? Yeah, I think, look, once he's healthy, um, it, I, I think he's going to make a huge impact on the half-court if you're willing to put the ball in his hands. Maybe it's units where you only have one of – Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday on the court with him. Uh, Joe Ingles can be like a little bit unnecessarily risky when it comes to running pick and rolls in the half court, and he'll commit a lot of turnovers. But this is someone who defense is respected as a shooter, whether he's on or off the ball, and he does make really good passes, knows how to sort of operate and decision-make at a, a deliberate pace when things slow down. And so as long as he's going to be healthy, uh, he's someone who definitely diversifies and opens up their half-court offense a little bit. I will be intrigued to see just what he looks like defensively coming back from this injury when there was some slippage there last year, even before he got hurt. But Milwaukee, 
uh, has the other players to cover up for it. But if you're looking for him to sort of help you get to those units um, and make you know the Giannis Portis front courts even stingier, or just Giannis as your lone big even stingier, I'm not sure he's that type of player still, but he's certainly going to be a boon for, for their half-court offense to me. Talking with Dan Favalli from Bleacher Report, covers the NBA for them, also a host of the Hardwood Knox podcast. Do you have any concerns about the Bucks going into next season or any weaknesses you think that they needed to address that they didn't this offseason? I, I think I would be concerned about sort of to what I just alluded to, where you're looking at um, having a more dynamic front court setup. I don't know if Bobby Porter has been fantastic for them, and we know the value that Brooke Lopez brings, but you still haven't found, and I don't think this is Ingles, um, you still haven't found the, the P.J. Tucker replacement in the sense of the guy who opens up those postseason combinations where maybe Giannis is the lone big. And perhaps you don't want to lean on those combinations as much, but I do think that's a potential cheat code that stares them in the face that they've used in the past. Um, and I don't know that they have the, you know, call it the four guy or someone who can be, you know, blur the lines between four and five when they're playing with Giannis. They're still missing that type of player, and that's someone I would like to see them try and acquire uh, IRV to trade still this offseason or as we get cr- closer to the deadline and just have a better feel for what directions other teams that are on the fences will be heading in then. One last one here. A lot of Bucks fans were frustrated with two guys in particular in the postseason, George Hill and Grayson Allen, especially Grayson Allen in that Celtics series, George Hill as well. Are you surprised that both those guys are back with the Bucks? No, I don't know what the market for either of them would be, especially George Hill at this point. Uh, the flip side of that is, though, when you just sort of look at their contracts, like Grayson being under you know a two-year, basically $18.7 million deal, uh, you can move that, and you can move Hill. It's like between those two, you're looking at being able to take back a pretty sizable salary in the middle of the year if there's a team where things go sideways, they're looking to cut payroll or long-term money, um, or you're able just to sweeten the deal uh, a little bit. I know the Bucks aren't exactly flush. With assets, so I do think that um, Grayson Allen specifically, just because the type of mid mid end mid level money he makes, he can still be valuable to them via trade. But it feels like that's more of a a mid season value than an off season value. Dan, appreciate the time, man. Appreciate you coming on with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. As always, take care. There you heard from Dan Favalli from Bleacher Report, who covers the NBA for them. And he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.